Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I am your host, Kylie Gable, and for the first time in a good long while, I actually have an interview. Uh, I have Shayla stopping by, or stopping by via phone, I guess. Um, and we're, we're just finishing up a series together, um, autobiographical, one of those, about my junior year of college called The uh, Sissy House Rules. Hi, Shayla. How are you doing? I am great. Great, Kylie. How are you? I'm doing really well. Um, or, eh, I'm, I, sh- I take that back. I just told you. I'm not doing really well. Today is cleaning day. Uh, <laughs> and so... You know, I, I, I've said this before to several people who have told me I really, really want to get a sissy made. And I've said to them, you got to understand, there are skills you need to be a good sissy, and there are skills you need to be a good maid. And rarely are you going to find both sets of skills in the same person. I am definitely in the probably do not hire list when it comes to mates. <laughs> so yeah, I, I it's you know it's it's my bugaboo. There's not only cleaning, there's laundry in my future. So so I'm doing okay, but I would be doing a lot better if I could just enjoy the sun. It was originally going to be no work Sunday. I finished a book I'm working on yesterday, so this is going to be no work Sunday. Which has now been moved to half no work. I think I think it's been moved to no work Monday, from New Work Sunday. How are you doing? <laughs> I, I am doing great. I really am. As you know, I took a little bit of time off, and uh, not complete time off, but I, I haven't been around or or producing anything in a long time. So um, I'm back full-time, but I'm doing great. But no, you you saying that, I'm thinking about these uh, sissy house rules that we, we're working on together right now. And I'm I'm thinking about, you know, you and Nicole, the, the other person in the story. And um, I'm thinking maybe you just need your own sissy maid. I mean, that could work just because you're yeah, I'll, a sissy. Take- doesn't mean you can't have your own sissy maid to come over. I, I you know, I, I always heard like stories of like, you know, they were so wealthy that their butler had a butler, and I think this kind of goes goes into this. I you know, I will I will def if you want if you want I will definitely take applications. Um, by the way, if you hear growling, um, my 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 dogs were fighting over a a, a plate of watermelon, and uh, so if you hear growling, I promise it's not Shayla or me. <laughs> take that to the backyard, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna blame uh, it on the dog now. <laughs> no, no. Um, see, that's the thing. We had um, when we had the apartment, we had to clean up, but we were cleaning up after ourselves. And most sissy maids work unpaid. In fact, most sissy works actually pay for the privilege. We didn't do that, at least. And so, when you're cleaning up after yourself. You're not necessarily any neater, but if there's stuff thrown all over the floor that you have to clean up, and you can remember like, oh yeah, I threw all the stuff over the on, on the floor yesterday. Somehow it's much more soothing than 
there's stuff thrown all over the floor and you're not the one who did it. <laughs> so that was definitely a difference. Oh, yes. But one, one thing about the college stories that I want to remember. So if, oh, we've already done a whole episode of the Sissy House Rules. We've done a partial episode of the Sissy House Rules. We're going to do a partial episode today. Um, one thing that happens, and in, in I, I realize it's, it's, it's weird writing this, and trying to do it chronologically makes the probably makes the most sense because it's easier to do structurally, but it's also weird in a way because what happens is in the beginning freshman year there's a whole lot of stuff being thrown that's new. So there was eight parts to freshman year story. Sophomore year there's a lot less new stuff. And I don't know if there's five or six parts to change by college. This now, do you know? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere <laughs> like that. <laughs> it seems like five, but I don't know. I don't know for sure. This is the Sissy House Rules. It's junior year. It's five. Yes. And you know what? It's five, but, and I didn't pad it or anything, but, like, I did print, like, when my computer crashed uh, earlier in the year, and we actually had to postpone some podcasts because of it, I wound up having to use my antiquated computer, and I found on there the actual rules that are the sissy house rules that we had taped to our refrigerator, well, not taped, magnetized to our refrigerator. And, um, I mean, they were... They were intricate. I mean, there were there were like you know very specific rules. Well, that probably took up you know a bit a bit of space. So there was a little bit of space that was taken up by stuff like that. But there were five parts to this series, and then by senior year, it's like four parts and we're done because it's just there's less new stuff and more I guess I'd say repetition of stuff that you know. I mean. First-time feminization is definitely a kink that sells a lot on Amazon. And, you know, first-time feminization, you know, guy having to put on a dress for the first time is a lot more exciting than, like, 73rd-time feminization. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah, they, they keep getting a little bit shorter and a little bit shorter. So, you've got one left to do. <laughs> And, and I have to say, Shayla, you are like the, the 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 person that I, you know, other stories are really important to me. And some of them I think are great. And some of them I think are less great. The college stories, though, because they're actually my life, I'm very protective of. And so I think, Shayla, you're you probably the one person that I felt I could have do this. So I'm so glad you did. I, I'm flattered. I really am. And I. I can kind of understand what you're saying because I, I wrote some stories and I had um, Diane Calloway narrate them. And um, she's another night flirt, flirt if y'all don't know. And um, when I listened to her, it was it was like, it, it was just an oh wow moment. Just hearing my writing and even though it wasn't my college experience, those, those were kind of based on some true stories, um, loosely based. So I, I can understand what you're saying, especially since this was genuinely your college experience i i'm flattered you asked me and i had so much fun and i feel like i know you extremely well now <laughs> you really do <laughs> oh, yes 
<laughs> you know, there are things in that book that I would not have told. I, I can't think of anybody I've told, and it's just like so. Yes, yeah. I know those little secrets about you. That's okay. You know, <laughs> you know. So yeah, the um, the junior story. Okay, so each year is a little bit different. I, I mean, in some ways, for me personally, freshman year is my favorite because everything's new and exciting. Sophomore year is really cool because it's, you know, they have their own place. I have a signal. I think they get, Sheila kind of joins the group. and I think things, they get a little more creative. Um, taking advantage of me being home for, for the weekend to, to totally redecorate my dorm room. Stuff like that, they were very clever with sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Junior year, really the summer after sophomore year, summer after sophomore year, when they bring in uh, Nicole, the other sissy, things start getting much, much more erotic. Yes. Um, you know, they're... Not everybody in that group was dominant, but I have no doubt that at least three of those girls were very much getting off on our humiliation. And I think one of my biggest underestimates was when I found out that they were going to get a second sissy made, I kind of was happy about it because I'm thinking this means much less maid duty for me, which, as I've already explained, not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm thinking I'm going to be spending so much time training someone new that I'm going to kind of fly under the radar. What didn't occur to me was one of the best ways to embarrass and humiliate a sissy is with another sissy. And so, yeah, Nicole brings a whole other element. Um. And so a lot of it, you know, it's not like it's all, you know, real, really raunchy. They have limits, but, you know, some of this, even stuff like just making us hold hands was embarrassing at that point, you know. Um, one of the ones that I thought was particularly wicked, which is in part from having a Disney, a Disney head as part of their group, was Lady in the Tramp. Do you remember the Lady in the Tramp game? Yes, I do. That was wicked. <laughs> yes, it was. I I was blown away by their creativity, actually. Those those are things I would have never thought of. It's yeah. brilliant. I mean, what, I mean, one of the reasons that it's taken me a while, and I'm going to tell you, I know some amazing women who either have been or are professional doms. Um. I think Alice and Jerry has kind of left the adult business. She did a couple of great audios for us in the beginning. She got me to do a podcast in a dress just by like telling me I had to. And like, I don't know the way she spoke. It was just kind of like, okay, I guess I have to, (laughs) you know, there was no, but I mean, one of the things that's always been a little difficult is like, those girls were so creative. I mean, it's like, you know, things around. Okay, like the the whole um, what do you call it? Um, Lady in the Tramp game. Um, basically involved a a large peppermint stick, and they put an end of each of our mouths. And as the peppermint stick melted, we had to get closer and closer and closer, like Lady in the Tramp. 
that's just wicked. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so there was a there was a lot of stuff like that in in this series. I I have to imagine that when they were away from y'all, that they were just sitting together in a group, just drinking comfortably, sitting on sofas, and brainstorming back and forth. What if we do this? What if we do that? That would have been so fun. That's see, that's the thing. I, I've always I, I know this was going on, and I've talked to Deanna, who I'm still trying to get on this podcast, by the way. I've talked to her, and she has admitted that they did some of that. Um, one of the things that makes women much more dangerous than men, and uh, is that like what I always found this when men are trying to decide what to do, we all get really good ideas. And then we argue with each other about whose idea is best. Mm-hmm. And when women get together like this, they bounce ideas off each other and they take something from one person's idea and add it to someone else's idea. And by the time they're done with it, they've got an idea that's got parts of everybody's idea. And so little things became much more humiliating by the time they were done with it, you know? And uh, in terms of brainstorming, we go all the way back to my freshman year. I it was all spontaneous. It all just happened that you know I lost a wrestling match. I was vulnerable. The girls took took advantage of it, and it was all spontaneous. I believe until I was left taped to a chair. And when I was left taped to a chair, I believe they went off, and that's when the discussions took place that led them to trick me into. Wow making this a very permanent thing or not permanent but a, a college long thing so i have no doubt you're right about the little gab sessions oh yes i know they did yeah now i know i have those with some of my girlfriends so yeah i have no doubt i i can just see this i i see the characters in my mind whenever i whenever i'm narrating these stories i i literally see them in my head as i'm going and i i can just see that just a couple of sofas sitting in an else shaped and them just drinking and talking and laughing and conspiring well, against you, Kylie. Well, pretty much. I don't know if you can hear my dogs are outside barking now. Hopefully it's not making it all the way in. But who um, knows I, I can hear them. I can oh, hear them. Someone seems to be walking down the street. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the things about the, um, you know, this whole, you know, brainstorming thing was they did have different kind of backgrounds and they did have different reasons for doing it. And and, and so it all kind of fell together nicely. And and sometimes it's hard, and I, I'm running into this with my current book, is trying to make sure that, you know, when I'm writing, you know, the, the fictional books, that every single dom has their own specific personality. It's not... This is the angry, man-hating, dominating woman with red hair, and this is the angry, dominating, man-hating woman with blonde hair and large breasts, and this is the man-hating, angry, dominating woman <laughs> who is a half half uh, chihuahua and half rat terrier, um, you know, and, and trying to keep them all separate. And, and make them distinct. And I think I did a decent job on this only because when Deanna read it, her take was that she wasn't offended at the way I wrote them. <laughs> so I found that's that good. okay. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, they all have their own personalities, you know. I mean, and that was definitely some, you know, part of it. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that series, and and you know, now that we have it all done, we're gonna have it all out there this week. So even though we've only played two parts and we're putting the third part up this week, um, we're we're also putting up the fourth and fifth part. So. Yes. If you're enjoying it, you know, please, please support us. Um, It it makes a huge difference. We were talking about this beforehand, and, you know, the number of callers that Shayla has gotten off of this podcast, the number of people who have bought, you know, different audios because they heard them on the podcast, that makes a huge difference. Um, You know, I, I haven't really talked too much about this. I love... My fetishes. I got into doing these stories because I needed money. But before (laughs) that, I read them on places like Fiction Mania. And I even, you know, wrote a few. But it actually was because money was tight. And uh, I, I was drowning in credit card debt. And so... I believe you can be artistic. I believe you can write because you enjoy writing. And I believe you can still do it as an important side hustle. Absolutely. And I know for you, you know, it's it's even more than a side hustle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do this full time. I mean, I take calls and I, I of course, narrate audios for you. And then I, I write my own stuff and have games and different things. I mean, I have quite a bit of passive stuff, but yeah, this is my full-time bread and butter and I absolutely love it. And the ability to be flexible and it's, it's become my passion. I was like you, I was, um, I wasn't just drowning in credit card debt. I had no credit card debt. I was just drowning when I started this, but Mm. I actually love it. And now I'm thriving and I'm happy and, um, I wouldn't give this up for the world. I really wouldn't. You know, so, I mean, for me, this is, yeah, this is something I love doing. It, it's not about the money, but it is about the money at the same time because oh, yes. <laughs> I, I'd have to be using this time. To, yeah, I'd have to be using this time to do something else, you know, and, and the same, you know, same thing with you. You'd have to have a, a different job too. So, you know, you're, the support that we've gotten has just been amazing. Um, one thing I, I'm going to just give a plug for myself and then I'm going to let you do some plugs. Uh, I mentioned this once before, but I rarely ever have this up on, on the podcast, and that is my Patreon, um, Kylie Gable on Patreon. And I, I've gotten you know a lot of support off of it. I try to put a lot of stuff up every month, but I never remember to advertise it here. I advertise it in the books, but I forget to advertise it on the podcast. So if you're on Patreon and you're just looking, you know, if you want to throw me a buck a month or something, I'd appreciate it. It does make a big difference. And then what do you have coming up, Shayla? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, you know, I know this sounds bad. As you know, I've kind of been away for a couple months a little bit. Um, Really, I'm just going to be doing what you're doing and promoting our sissy house rules and taking a lot of calls. But I'm sure I'll have some new stuff up pretty soon and new games and new things like that. But I'd love for you all to call me. And uh, I'm on Night Flirt. And... um, Kylie and I are both on I Want Clips and Clips for Sale, too. So check out our stuff there. We, we both yeah. have quite a bit to offer. And I, I write a few um, um, 
sissy type books, right. audios. Um, I put them both out in ebook and audio format, and uh, just like just like Kylie does. Um, my style is a little bit different, but I mean, we're both great, I think. So check us out. One thing that I that I that I mentioned to Shayla before we started this was. You can hear on the podcast a little bit more of her personality. You can hear that she's got a sexy voice just by listening to the recording. Thank but you. when we do an interview like this and we record, you understand she's a really good conversationalist. And she is. And she can talk about a wide variety of topics, sexual and non. And she's just a really great person to talk to. So oh, I really highly recommend it. Yeah. Thank, you. thank you so much. And y'all, we... We both enjoy, I'm just going to speak for you, we both enjoy just, just talking with people. I mean, it's not all fantasy, oh, I want to do this role play. It, it doesn't have to be like that. I have so many just regular conversations with people all the time. I mean, it, some people, that's that's all they like to do. They just they just like to talk, and that's perfectly okay. Too. Yeah, my, my calls are very different because of the fact that um, – you know, sometimes you know, sometimes it's like it, it can be hard to find the right caller to click with me. But like, I've been having some great conversations lately with with a guy who is really trying to start exploring his feminine side. By the way, that's that's Tango and Chance again playing the immortal game of Bite Face. Hey, <laughs> we're doing, we're we're on the air, okay? I have an embarrassing story. Yes. It's not just one, really, but it, this happened to me two nights ago, and it has happened to me often, and it's really humiliating. Um, when I take calls on that flirt, I have a chihuahua dog, half chihuahua, half dash hound, and he gets under the covers, and he sleeps under the covers in my bedroom, and I take my calls in my bedroom. It never fails, and it's so embarrassing, and I was in a very hot and heated erotic moment with a caller two nights ago, and he goes, what was that? Because he always gets out of the covers all of a sudden. He decides he overheats, and it never fails. It's when I'm talking to somebody. And he stands up, and he shakes his head, and it flops his ears, and it sounds like he's farting. And they don't know it's the dog. And it's like all of a sudden you're talking, and you're like in this erotic moment, and it was a highly erotic moment. And then flop, flop, flop you hear this really loud farting sound. And he was like, what was that? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then there's sometimes that customers won't mention it. And I'm like. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, <laughs> by the way, that was my dog. He was flopping his ears because I am so mortified. But I swear the dog never does it unless I'm in a night flare call. It's, it, I think he does it on purpose. That is funny. <laughs> I, I have to say that whenever, I, whenever I'm on the phone with someone and I'm calling as a customer, because I do that as I do that as probably more than I do taking calls. And um, when I'm on the phone and I'm calling someone and their dog goes off in the background. They're always so embarrassed. And I'm like, you just went up a half star in my uh, book because yes. I know you're a dog person. It's okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Every time. Uh, same thing for me. Every time I hear they have a, a dog in the background, I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know. And and it's, it's funny, too, because I've seen very, very good, very dominant women on the phone who are like, you know, you know. On your knees, sissy. And then they're like, oh, is Mr. Snuggles having happy? Why is Mr. Snuggles having happy? You know, like, there are children with fur and speech impediment. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Oh, I was mentioning them, but I, 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 I've been talking to a guy lately, and he's like trying to explore his feminine side, and, and there's just stuff he doesn't know. And of course, I have a lot of experience on some of this. So he was wondering about tucking. And I'm like, it is going to be uncomfortable. You will get used to it. There is a cheat. If you get a dancer's gaff, it will kind of tuck for you. It's still not going to be comfortable, but time is the only thing that will help. And so I was kind of able to, to give him some, some advice. And, and that sort of stuff is one thing that I can probably top a lot of, a lot of people on just because of having experience. So, you know, and I, I love talking about my writing or my experiences. If you, if you read something in your book, you did under, in a book and didn't understand it, or were wondering like, well, how did I do that? I can definitely give more details on a call, or, you know, but like I said, I'm, I'm happy to talk about just about anything. Sure. Yeah. So, anyway, I think we're we're, we're probably should be ha- ending this. We're going to be doing the uh, part, uh, the third part of uh, Sissy House Rules. We'll be doing, you know, like I said, about half of it. Usually, my books are, I don't know, what do you say about forty minutes? Is that what they're coming out to now? Uh, they are. They are. They usually um, are. They're between forty and an hour. Some of them are longer. Um, the older uh, ones tend to be a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're they're yeah they're about forty, and uh, and that's one thing that's really awesome about yours is that they this is something that you can listen to and really enjoy. It's not just a ten minute and it's gone. I mean this is this is something that you can. It, it's like an audiobook. You sit there and you you listen to it. You enjoy. It's it's much more substantial than just the little. 10 minute things that a lot of us kick out. I have some, both of those too, but um, that's, well, I think that's one thing that's special about yours is you, you can, it, it's got a real story to it. Well, one of the things that I, that I really try to do is I try to have a story in all my books, but then I try to have like one, like wow moment and two, like, Oh wow. Minor, not, not quite as big as the wow moment, but kind of like, Oh, where, there's like going to be three really, really fetishy, very, very exciting scenes. So, yes. you know, there might be a scene that's just like totally humiliating at a nightclub. There might be another scene where, where the sissy learns to walk in heels in the first time. There might be another scene where a girl he has a crush on sees him and realizes what's going on. And then the rest of it is the story that kind of connects all of that together. So, I'm figuring if you're buying a book from me and you're getting 6,000 words, you're buying an audio and you're getting, you know, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. I want, I, I don't want it to be, well, you know, about page, you know, about, you know, 35 minutes into that 45 minute audio, it got really exciting. I, I don't want it to be like that. You know, I want it to be kind of spread out, but then have that one moment that goes, wow, I'm glad I got that. You know? Yes. I, um, I have, um, I've had a couple of people contact me now that tell me that by the time they got through the first scene in some of your audios, they've, they've had a nice experience. Let's just put it down. <laughs> and um, they, they will tell me they're like, Oh, by the time that you said this, Oh, and you know, they, they, they elaborate on that. A nice experience quite a bit. And, uh, but that's true. They, it is, it, I hate to, compare it to a female romance novel you know how we love to read the hell out of those but it does it it it's a story and there are several erotic parts i love that about your yours 
but yeah, so that's, I mean, it's just, no matter how big, and I've had books like I've read like this where no matter how big, because I've, you know, I bought books long before I started writing them. Um, you know, you, you're reading like a good long book and it's just like, you know, those three pages were really good and the rest of it, okay, it was a nice story, but those three pages were really the only part that was exciting for me. And I try not to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and then with the audios, that's my, that's the other thing that we try to do. Um, I said there's going to be like one big thing and two minor things. Usually what I try to do is get the two minor things on the samples and leave the big thing for people who actually buy the audio. Because True. I'm trying to give as much incentive to buy it as possible while not making this show, because this is the other thing I always try to do. I don't want this to be like uh, one of those television shows that, you know, they used to have on, on cable that was just like, you know, here's a movie clip of a movie that's out now. And you don't get the plot, you don't get the story, but you can see some of what the movie looks like. I don't want that. I want you to be able to listen and hear a story and go, okay, I got kind of a complete story or mostly complete story. And then you've got a choice if you want to buy it or, you know, you want to just, well, that was kind of cool. You know, maybe the next one I'll buy. That's your choice. It's just I'm trying to, you know, not give away the really big stuff because obviously I want that to be an incentive to buy it. Plus, some of that you might not want to put on your podcast because it gets naughty. There are a couple that I've had on there where I'm like, oh, my, there is nothing. I think you did one for me recently where it's like, I can play this clip or I can play this clip. And both of them are really good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of those. <laughs> oh, yes. There are a couple. I, I'm, like, reading it because I, I try to read it ahead of time. And then I'm, I, there have been a couple, I'm like, are we really doing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think my stuff, most of my books can be pretty tame. Um, the erotica, a lot of the erotica in there is fetish erotica, where it's, if you don't know that this idea, I always say this, it's like, one of the things when people crack down on adult content is I always feel I'm going to be a little bit safe, because if you don't know better, you might not even realize that some of my stuff is erotic. I mean, true. Let's face it: girls ganging up on guys, overpowering them, and giving them makeovers is probably as old as makeup. I true. mean, it's just it happens. Whether you know, and for nine out of ten times, there isn't a bit anything sexual about it at all. So if you don't realize the fetish, and you're not someone who subscribes to that fetish. Yeah, it's not going to seem terribly exciting in most of my books. It's not going to even seem adult. So now some of them, there's, you know, there's even ones I've had with, with you know, I don't think I've ever done a gangbang story, but I've d certainly done multiple blowjobs from one guy. I was going to say, kind of the, I was thinking of, uh, what is that really party, What party is Party favor? Yes, that one. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. So I've had, you know, I've had those, you know. Oh, yeah, y'all, I am a phone sex, sorry about my phone, that was my phone, I'm a phone sex actress, and I blushed on that one. There are a couple, I mean, I, I'm hard to shock, and I'm very open-minded, easy to talk to, not much, whoa. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to promise you, the last college series, Graduating in Panties, which you're going to be doing soon, I'm sure. That one's going to have you blushing. 
Really? <laughs> I guarantee it. Porn. Yes, but uh, but no. So so it's you know there some of them are are a little more explicit than others, no doubt. I'll have to be very careful on that one. That's uh, the one that I that subtitled uh, Kylie gets a boyfriend. Um, and uh, as you might expect from my college series, I didn't want a boyfriend. And my boyfriend certainly didn't want to have me as a girlfriend, but <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, the senior book will have you blushing. I have no doubt. Probably. <laughs> so, well, thank you for stopping by. Like I said, it's been a while since we've done an audio. Uh, hopefully, hopefully a whole lot of people have enjoyed listening to this and have not fast forwarded through it to get to the book. But if they have, they, they're lost. So thank you so much for stopping by. Oh, you are welcome. I absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. All right. So coming up, we have part three of graduating, not graduating in panties, part three of the Sissy House Rules. And part one, two, three, four, and five are all going to be up on uh, Clips for Sale. I'm on Clips and Night Flirt. So if you enjoy it, you can get the, the whole run, the whole shebang. All right. The Sissy House Rules, Part 3, written by Kylie Gable, narrated by Shayla Aspasia. I stared across the barroom. Nicole was looking amazing in a little black dress, floral patterned hose, and black pumps, with a simple strand of pearls around her neck. She held a glass of white wine in her hand and was talking with a trio of guys. I was just out of the range of her perfume, but I knew she smelled just as seductive as she appeared. As one of them made a joke, she laughed and touched his friend's chest to catch her balance. She looked like she was so enthralled by the friend's witty wordplay, but I knew her real goal. She wanted their phone numbers, and she was going to do anything to get them. I had a five to four lead, but if she got all three at once, I'd never be able to catch up. How could she possibly get three phone numbers at once, though? My slinky navy blue dress hugged every inch of my curves. Maybe God didn't give them to me, but Amanda did. And at this point, that was close enough for me. If I lost yet another challenge to Nicole, though, Amanda would unleash her wrath on me. I had barely won half the challenges over the past month, despite having a lot more experience. She didn't say it, but I could tell she thought I wasn't putting in the same effort into these contests that Nicole was. Leaning on the bar, I looked into my compact and touched up my bright red lipstick. In the mirror, I saw a guy walk into the bar wearing a green t-shirt. 
I knew that I had to make my move if I was to have any chance. Oh, I giggled with a girlish glee. I love your shirt. Really? He asked, unable to believe that a girl appreciated his female body inspector t-shirt. You bet, I smiled. I think I'm overdue for an inspection. Let me buy you a drink and we'll discuss it, he said, oblivious to the full screwdriver that I held in my hand. Oh, I would love that, I said. I joined him over the bar and saw Nicole eyeing me. I pushed my hair back out of my face and turned my body into his. After some small talk, I moved my hand to the top of his leg and could easily see that this was going to be easy. I love your hair, he told me. You are such a player, I laughed, trying to build up his ego. I'm glad I came here tonight, he told me. Unfortunately, I have to get back to my friends in a moment, I pouted, motioning to Amanda and her friends at a nearby table, drinking and enjoying the show. Really? he asked, sounding disappointed. Yeah, I replied, trying to sound reluctant. One of my friends just broke up with her boyfriend. I need to be there for her. I get it, he said. Can I have your phone number? You weren't getting out of the bar without it, I smiled. Okay, things are picking up after all, he said. I took out my cell phone in its Wonder Woman case, and we exchanged numbers. After a moist kiss on the lips goodnight, I made my way over to the girls to let them know I was leading six to four. Five minutes later, Nicole came over to inform us that she was now leading seven to six. In my shame, I avoided making eye contact with Amanda. It was that damn blonde hair. I don't know why the girls couldn't see it, but I didn't want to go blonde myself, so I sure as heck wasn't going to mention it. The girls had been making us compete more and more and no matter how much we might have hated it, we needed to take the competition seriously. We pushed each other in karaoke singing, fashion modeling, getting numbers, and even our blowjob technique on our dildos. Despite the forced intimacy of being each other's sexual relief, these competitions and the group punishments made it harder for us to trust each other. This was one of the effects the girls had been hoping for, though they'd never admit it. They also knew that our competitive streaks and our fear of punishment would get us to make ourselves even more feminine. The results spoke for themselves. Both Nicole and I were turning girlier and girlier and it felt so beyond our control. I suppose that it was inevitable that as we became more and more the sissies the girls wanted us to be, even women would have a harder time seeing that we weren't what we appeared to be. One amazing thing that happened 
was that Nicole and I became friends with two girls who lived in our building. Kim was a Korean girl who was studying to be a nurse. She wasn't beautiful, but she was cute. And she was just a lot of fun to be around. Her roommate Alyssa, on the other hand, was a beautiful brunette studying to be a teacher. She had the type of body that would have fit in perfectly well with Victoria's Secret models. But she had no clue just how hot she really was. That only made her even more attractive. They would often come over and we'd all just chill. We'd put on the television or just talk. It was weird to have two female friends who thought we were female too. They used to talk about fashion and boys and all these girlish things. But Nicole and I just did our best to play along and not give ourselves away. We were sort of clueless, but we learned a lot talking to them. Beyond that, they were friends who accepted us, and a lot of our conversations would have been normal for a group of guys to have. It wasn't all girl talk. Of course, there were awkward moments too, like when we would go shopping together, or one of them would want to borrow an outfit she saw one of us wear. Though I had a big head start on Nicole, she became increasingly feminine in our very restrictively girlish environment. Wendy was finally able to make her get the blonde bob that she had originally wanted for me. Nicole actually did require being strapped into the barber's chair. She was near tears when she realized just how difficult her hairstyle would be to hide. There was no getting around the fact that in male clothing, we both looked more out of place than we did in female clothing. It had gotten to the point that if I had a choice between going somewhere dressed as a male or a female, I'd rather go dressed female to avoid attention. Of course, I didn't always have a choice. Both Nicole and I began to acquire more feminine hobbies and lifestyles. It was hard to believe I was such a sports fan when I began college. Then there was the matter of the forfeit. In the last book, I talked about how I had lost a bizarre game of blackjack at a fraternity party at the Sigma house. As a result, I found myself enrolled in a ballroom dance class. It was something that Sheila and Deanna had both wanted to do and they decided it would be a good experience for a sissy. The university had these community outreach classes that local residents and students alike could take. There was no credit offered, but you could learn useful skills. I had wanted to take an automotive maintenance class for some time to learn how to change my own oil but this was not automotive maintenance. There usually weren't too many students in the class. After all, when you're a full-time student, do you really want to take more classes in your free time? Since I had been dressing up, I had a constant feeling of not belonging, but it really was apparent in this dance class. 
first of the 15 students, the average age was about 20 to 25 years older than me. And that's with six other college students bringing that number down. Secondly, even the older students were wearing comfortable shoes. Not me. The girls had insisted on taking me out shopping for a whole dancing wardrobe. They especially loved putting me in short dresses with skirts that would flare out when I spun around on the dance floor. Finally, we were in a group of three, but Sheila and Deanna were always partners, and most of the students had come in couples. There were 11 women and four men, and that always left five women. Two of them were friends already, and another two were lesbians. That left me as the odd person out. So, I inevitably wound up dancing with the instructor. Jeff was a competitive ballroom dancer at one time, and he was surprisingly straight. No longer the young stud he had once been, he was now teaching dance the blue-haired matriarchs and the occasional college student in classes like the one. Jeff favored very shiny shirts that exposed just a hint of chest hair, and he smelled very strongly of polo cologne. The vibe was a total aging gigolo. As we spun around the dance floor doing the foxtrot, Jeff smiled and giggled a bit to himself. What's so funny? I asked. You, he said. Why me? I responded. Oh, it's nothing. It's just you always look so polished and put together for class. I love that dress. He smiled, referring to the emerald green dress that flared along with my hip movements. Thanks, I said. I figure I'm going to be serious about this. I should dress the way that I'm going to dress for a real dance and not in jeans and gym shoes. Of course, this was a lie, but I wasn't going to tell him that when the girls noticed just how horny our instructor got. They decided that I would be the one to catch his eye every class to keep him away from other female students. It worked way too easily. Every evening we had class, I showed up in a sexy dress, perfect makeup, and a pair of sexy heels. He couldn't resist going for me instead of the other girls who were dressed in sweats or jeans. I wish more of the students would make the effort, he said. I'm glad you noticed. You're a real good dancer, he said as he twirled me. I like how you let me lead, but still respond very easily. Thanks, I said. I really want to get the hang of this. It's very different than the type of dancing I'm used to. I don't usually do this, he said, but I think you're good enough to really compete. To take the next step, though, would require private lessons and a lot of hard work. I could make you a deal on private lessons and see about you getting entered into some dance contests. Wow, I said. I'll have to think about that. I had my dance teacher hitting on me, and he even wanted some private lessons. I wasn't going to let either of these things happen, 
but he actually was a pretty good dance teacher. The thing is, I couldn't tell if he was hitting on me because he thought I was cute or because he wanted another student for private lessons and thought I was an easy touch. The song stopped and the whole class got back together. I really like how you dipped her, said Sheila. Can you show us that again slowly? Happily, said Jeff. It was a little weird because I did find the guy a little creepy, but he was a very accomplished dancer with a lot of experience, so he knew just how to hold his partner. There was a sort of safety in his arms. His hold on me was both gentle and firm, and I wanted to learn how he did it because I was sure that it would make the right girl feel safe, secure, and loved. For me, it just made me feel embarrassed and on display. That looks so romantic, said Sheila. It reminds me of the old movies I used to watch with my grandmother. It's romantic, but it's not old-fashioned, said Jeff. You could dance like this to pop music, too, you know. No way, said Deanna, a bit too enthusiastically. I'll show you, he said. Go put on some pop. Sheila and Deanna walked over to the music controls, and soon I could hear the sound of Heya coming from the sound system, and away we went. It felt so strange to be dancing to this song, which I had danced to many times, both made up and not. I was swept along in his arms, gliding across the dance floor, my skirt flowing and my heels clacking off the polished hardwood floor of the studio. Sheila and Deanna were trying to embarrass me and delighted in watching me try and remain calm and composed. But the other people in the class seemed to be genuinely impressed with what they were seeing on the dance floor. I have to say ballroom dancing was just one of the most feminine things I did. Don't get me wrong, dancing with a guy to pop music was terrifying in its own way but being held tightly in a guy's arms was always more challenging than gyrating in front of him. And then there was the whole concept of the guy leading and the woman following, which made you feel like such a bitch to be in the woman's role. We spent the entire class dancing to pop music for the enjoyment of the class. If you gave Jeff a chance at the spotlight, he took it. I was just arm candy for the most part. He was doing the real work. I couldn't help being uncomfortable having everybody watching me dance with him, but I also knew he was everybody's focus. After that, just about every class began with him and I dancing together for a song or two, demonstrating something he wanted everybody to know. He called me his teaching assistant and it wasn't long until all the teasing about me being the teacher's pet really started from Deanna and Sheila. Of course, he was calling me his star pupil and encouraging me to go to his studio for more advanced classes. I was so grateful when the class finally ended, though I could see how disappointed he was that I wasn't going to pursue dancing further. 
Honestly, the skills I learned in that particular dance class have served me quite well, both in and out of heels. I've gone to a bunch of weddings without ever being intimidated that I didn't know how to do the rumba or foxtrot. Willing or not, Nicole always knew that I took a bullet that could have just been easily targeted at him. But I won more than my share of contests, costing him forfeits. You just had to do your best, but that doesn't mean we wouldn't use any dirty trick in the book to make sure that we weren't the ones who lost. Christmas with my family was very strange that year. You see, having stayed on campus over summer, my parents were completely unaware of how feminine my appearance had gotten. Of course, since freshman year, I had learned that with my sister around, I really couldn't get away with not keeping up with my feminization routine when I went home. But it was things like my well-manicured fingernails, feminine hairstyle, shaped eyebrows, pierced ears, feminine scent, and more feminine mannerisms that my folks just weren't expecting. Lori and Robin thought it was hysterical that I now had more trouble acting like a guy than like a girl, and they teased me about it mercilessly. But as a result of what happened this summer, I was home with them. They no longer had any real desire to punish me. They loved to tease, though, and my mannerisms were terribly girly. I actually didn't stop twirling my hair around my index finger in the most feminine manner possible when I talked on the phone until I finally cut my long hair off several years back. I couldn't be too mad at Lori and Robin because they were so skillful at running interference with my dad, who couldn't help but notice how feminine I was becoming. This time, instead of just Lori telling my dad I was an idiot doing these things to impress girls when metrosexuals were all the rage, I had my ex-girlfriend, who my dad always secretly thought was too good for me, telling him how wistfully how much she loved my new look. My dad could do nothing but chalk it up to yet another thing that he was just to understand. I might not have appreciated them when they were there teasing me, but nobody could get my dad off my back like they could. The girls might have had me on more guys' laps than a napkin, but as far as my dad was concerned, it was all in the name of chasing the girls. It was interesting to see the change in Robin in the last 16 months. She really no longer cared about causing me humiliation, though she totally enjoyed my humiliation. Rather than dressing me up or taking me on double dates with her, she limited herself to busting my balls from time to time over the fact that I had done this. Our relationship had definitely entered a new phase, and it's a phase that I think we could have been in ever since. It's weird to be friends with your ex, but when she's your sister's best friends, sometimes it's unavoidable. She was a much better ally than Nemesis, and remains so to this day. 
We had to be back before New Year's because the girls wanted us to go to a New Year's Eve party. Long before we even went home for Christmas, we had spent considerable time shopping for dresses and accessories. Any time we were shopping for a special event like that, we truly felt like dolls. The girls loved the process of getting us ready as much as they loved dressing itself. On New Year's Eve, I arrived at the hotel room early, along with Amanda and Deanna. The room was as spacious as most hotel suites, and it would prove to be the perfect staging area to get Nicole and myself ready. Truthfully, I was better than either of the girls at doing makeup, but they supervised me very closely, giving me redundant or counterproductive suggestions. I knew better than to tell them I knew better, but I tried to just ignore them. My hair had grown quite long, and with Renee, my stylist's help, it looked very feminine and sometimes even sexy. The girls had made me purchase a very expensive black satin bra and a panty set just for tonight, which I wore with a black waist cincher a pair of silky black thigh-high stockings, and a lace black garter belt. You are going to have every guy at the party oogling you tonight, said Deanna, in a way that was as much admiring as it was ridiculous. My dress for the evening was a midnight long-sleeved sequin dress that would have looked right at home on any red carpet. I wore a pair of dangling sapphire earrings in my pierced ears, and a pair of stylish black leather pumps with a three-inch heel. As I was sprayed with perfume by Amanda, even she couldn't help but acknowledge, you know, you really are a knockout. At 9 p.m., Nicole and I took the elevator down to the ballroom, where the girls were already waiting for us. Nicole looked stunning in a candy apple red sheath dress with a jeweled color. The dress came to about two inches above her knees, and she had a sexy pair of sparkling heels that I heard cost her over $150, which wasn't earth-shattering, but it was a lot for a college student. All right, so that is a clip from the Sissy House Rules Part 3. Um, as I said, Shayla, it was actually uploading all the parts of it. So if you enjoy this series, you can you can pick it all up now. Um, I'm pretty proud of it. You know, the autobiographical ones, for some reason, people just seem to like them a little better. Which I don't take offense to. I think my fiction's pretty decent, too. Shayla just does a great job on this. So we've come to the end of a podcast. I know the interview went kind of long. I hope that's okay. I figured if people were getting bored with the interview, they could always fast forward. But um, I always have a good time talking with Shayla. And we're almost up to the one-year anniversary of the podcast that I had with both her and Jen on together. And that podcast will always stand out to me because that's the one where... Shayla told me about the dog that she had rescued that uh, eventually became my dog. So, kind of an important anniversary to me. So, I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. Uh, I'll be back next Monday, and uh, I hope you will be too.
Take care.